Janelle actually knew that he would be fighting some of the, the, the most dastardly members of the AEW roster. So he warmed up this week, getting into a slap fight with the literal scum of the earth at a Blink-182 show. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. And what do you know? We got a couple haters. Couple haters. One week ago, lads. We're nearly, nearly there. there. Almost Episode, there. Come almost there. Episode 99. Oh, what a long week. But what does it even mean? I don't know. There's been a lot of pay-per-views this week. Jesus, H. So much shit to catch up on. I was away the weekend, so I had like all week of just trying to catch up on stuff. I've watched no G1 this week. I'm like... Oh, man. Terrible. But you're, but you're the G1 correspondent. This week we have a, an interim G1 correspondent who yeah. spits because he's actually seen all the G1. Yeah. Very good, very good. Any crack, boys? With Nikki Just and, me uh, on. Nikki and Fitz, but Gordo is uh, deceased again. Yeah, poor Gordo. Will May we, he rest we, in peace. We'll get him back for next week, you know. Nah, Will we, though? Will uh, we, though, Nick? Bagel Boss appeared there in the form of Enzo Amore after Excalibur's jibe at him. Bagel Boss is amazing. Have you have you been watching his 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 interviews? He's been interviewed by CNN and all sorts. Are you I aware of this man? This is yeah, the, I saw that. All right, the voice you heard there. Um, he is a, a man. He's about five foot, maybe less, and he's trying to buy a bagel. And for some reason, he starts going off on everyone in the shop. I think oh, maybe I did he, see this video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, "You're not God. I'm my father. Oh, I'm a boss." And he just gone bananas. But you like all those women on those dating sites. Yeah, so he, I assume he, he I asked the girl at the counter out probably. And she said no. And he's just fucking and blinding. He's going bananas. And then he's like, oh, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? And the guy is like, go on, attack me then. And he kills him. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Bagel Boss. He's in a happier place with Gordo now. But a boneless banquet. <laughs> uh, child's from the child's menu because you know he's very very short it's true yeah. very <laughs> little man a very little man tennis wise <laughs> <laughs> oh god what a week um, how's your week Nick? Steve oh I can't really talk about it at the moment it might be for an extra but legal proceedings are uh, yes, ongoing there is a uh, rant a rant of epic proportions but I currently cannot say much because of walls um, <laughs> that may or may not be a clue in what yeah. you're talking about yeah yeah i was i was hung and left out to dry this morning and uh it won't be forgotten and one day i will have my revenge that's all i have to say <laughs> nick you've been away what have you been at what's your I excuse to me you say I went, away, I went, but yeah i was getting at burned tag rugby tournament in limerick in which, yeah, none of us put on sun cream because it didn't look like it was going to be sunny, and then we all got burned to fuck. I've just noticed it now. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's that for calming down a lot. My Jesus. arms were fucking bright purple for like three days. My God, like Limerick, what was it, 25, 26 degrees or whatever? It wasn't overly. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was like it was good weather. Like, but like we just 
It was that dull production yeah. where everyone ever run around, yeah. Was... And for our mostly American listenership, that's about 400 degrees Fahrenheit to us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lisa's going to Madrid tomorrow. The estimated temperature for the weekend is between 38 and 39 degrees Celsius. Oh, get to fuck. No. She no, is going no, no. to melt. When me and Kira went to Barcelona in September, I don't know, 16 or 17, there was a European-wide heat wave. Uh, the night we landed, the airport, I can't even describe to the heat. I've never experienced anything like it in my life. But the the hotel room was 31, de- was 31 degrees, basically, at 12 o'clock at night. You just... I mean, you, you have a shower, and then you need a shower right afterwards because it, it's just <laughs> awful I don't know and Rory's in there and I'm sure in Arizona he can he can uh, vouch for the heat because um, I don't think anyone's experienced the heat quite like Rory an Irishman lives in Arizona madness <laughs> madness and has lived to tell red <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know how he uh, I know when he said uh, Rory can correct me in the chat I know he said early on in his days he didn't factor the heat he maybe had just moved there so he'd walk to the shop and then realise what a horrendous mistake he'd made. <laughs> he's just burnt to a crisp. <laughs> we are not oh, genetically programmed for it at no, all. No. Rian's saying he's going to Croatia on Saturday, 25 degrees and a breeze. So that's, that's not you too bad. Like, yeah, as long as yeah it's that's, that's nice. That's nice. Like, It's the humidity, lads. It, it, oh, it's oh, country. We need a roof on this yeah. country. And you get that extra ball sweat going on. Like. Yeah, Betty Swallocks. Mm-hmm. It is swamp ass. Any other crack before we start talking about the 86 pay-per-views we saw this week? <laughs> Wrestling? Not much Already? crack now, to be fair. It's 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 fairly quiet. Fairly quiet yeah. week. Nothing There's going been, on. No, I've been too much watching of wrestling to, um, you know, live a life. Mm. No one has wronged me that I can talk about legally. And uh, <laughs> so that's that's my opening rant that I can't do this week. Oh, I I have some good ones for you off air as well. Oh, excellent, excellent. Is there anything that's slightly broadcastable? Nope, not oh, in the slightest. <laughs> Phenomenal, excellent. Will it be along the lines of the uh, breaking news you sent to me earlier on that hasn't been announced yet? No, 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 no. Same company uh, though. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Workplace relations and all that, you know. Ah, yes, I can't wait. Yes, just change the names. Person A and person B. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't, please don't, we'll be all dead. (laughs) Um, I suppose you start then with Firefest, with Saturday Night Lads. What did you make of it? Because the internet was not kind to it. Oh, no. It was step up from um, Fighter Fest or Fighter Fest. Fight for the Fallen was this weekend. Not yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Something, something about fighting. Up. Yeah, there was a it fighting was... thing happening somewhere. Cody Rhodes and the boys were fighting something, and there was fight in the name. The one that I was on Saturday. That I've <laughs> left to watch. I haven't finished the show yet. I'm oh, proud of man. you. No, it was a it was a very good show. Probably a little bit too long. But I really can't fault him for that. You know, I think you're being a bit nitpicky, even though I watched it in two stages because, you know, it started at half <laughs> 12. It was too long. <laughs> no, because it start, the kickoff show started at half 12 Irish time. Fuck. So that was just going to be a killer. And I listened back to half of the Soup's post show review of it. And they were complaining that the show 
ended for Mish at like quarter past 11. Like that, man, that sounds like a fun night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine a pay-per-view finishing at quarter past 11. That's oh. our Saudi shows. That's why we love we, them yeah, so much. That's why we love the Saudi shows. Because they just yeah. finished at normal times for us. Oh, what a um, time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. A lot of people were just like, what the fuck? Something missed there anyway. So I was glad I wasn't alone. In that, but we've already accepted that, that it's not for me. So I have... I'm out. You know what I mean? Until things are a little so, bit different. So you're... What you're saying is you're all out. Uh, yes, for now. For now <laughs> until maybe they get on TV. Words. No, I'll watch it all out. I'm gonna. There's the thing, right? I'm gonna watch everything they put out, and I support them 100. Yeah. percent It's just a lot of it is not going to be what I prefer to see, so I'm not going to be an ass about it. I, it's just that I, I was surprised that so many other people started talking about it. I was like, whoa, did, was, that, was that a complete miss? I was the I main people brought up was like I I wasn't on Twitter because I was so far behind on absolutely everything. I wasn't on Twitter all week. I think people are, are being hypercritical of it insofar as that people are expecting like ready-made storylines or everything to make sense straight away. When in truth, you've got a new company starting up, bringing in talent from all around the world. No pun intended. They're not all from TNA. But you've got <laughs> people coming in and, and, you know, you need to give it time to gel. You need to develop the storylines. So, yeah, like you had a six-man tag match with Sean Spears and MJF and Sammy Guevara versus... Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, and Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. So on Ooh, paper, love, obviously that that I'm doesn't make sense. To love that man. Sorry to jump over you. I really, really <laughs> like Darby Allen. Really do. Yeah. He's got a must be kept away from pictures of him at all times. <laughs> <laughs> he has a new talk up with uh, Chris Van Vliet as well, so that seems very interesting. Apparently, he was living or about to live, be out to be living on the streets before AEW called. <laughs> so that's how close to the poverty line apparently he was. But getting back on track. People were giving out that this match made no sense. And theoretically, on paper, I completely agree. It did make no sense. But ultimately, you don't have ready-made storylines to fill a card with. So you're going to have to develop matches to develop storylines. So the, the the interesting part of this one for me was having Sean Spears and MJF on the same team. And in, instantly, JR called that out. Yep. Like, the thing is, like, even though, like you like said, you have to make the stories from as you go. Like, every match, no, I haven't finished the main event, but... Every match that I've watched, seen so far, there's been a story coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not mm-hmm. just a match end, boom, nothing. There's something that's come out yeah. of pretty much all of them. The only thing I think they dropped the ball on a little bit is Adam Page's build. Hmm. Mm. Because I, I feel I just I feel like like because I, I think they kind of got screwed over by not having the pack match at uh, yeah. So like basically his build has been he won a battle royal and he's a beat jobber people. battle royal. A jobber battle royal, and he's beat a couple of people that most people never would have heard of. Yeah, up to it. So I feel if they had, if they had had a tournament or something to get yeah. into the match, rather they had three shows to do it. You could have quarterfinals, semifinals, through to final, then at at all out. Like you could have easily done it better than what they've done it. But that's the only complaint I'd have. Everything else, like they've got the stories coming out of the shows for what you have at the moment. When you don't have TV. You've used YouTube well. You're building stuff on your actual shows. They've done as well, but well as they can considering the situations. Obviously, when TV's out, everything's going to change. But uh, yeah. for what they have right now, I think they're doing really well. Yeah, I completely agree about uh, Hangman. It's it's not bringing the casual fan along with the belief that he's going to be their top guy. Yeah. So you've got a title match at All Out between him and Jericho, which is possibly going to be third or fourth down the card in terms of importance to the fans. Because you've got Kenny Omega versus John Moxley, you've got the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in a ladder match. 
you're pro you've Sean Spears versus Cody, and then you've got Jericho versus Hangman for the title. The title which, match should be the biggest be match on the card. Event, and it has yeah. to be the main event. Yeah, so like the build for that, I would completely agree, has been overshadowed by Steve's gonna love this. The boys putting themselves over possibly <laughs> or the fact that they haven't been able to put over these boys as much as they should, which is leading me to think that uh, the inaugural champion is going to be Y2J. Oh, yeah, I'd say Jericho's winning that. Yes, 100%. 100%. Jericho, yeah. I would like before this all started, I would have said Paige, but with the way they built it, it has to be Jericho. I like mm-hmm. you, know, you can't put it on Paige right now. You need Jericho to bring the eyes in. Yeah, yeah, Plus, he Paige would be a good chaser. Yeah. You know how he's going to get his thank you? Tony Khan is going to present him the title. And that'll mm-hmm. be his thank you. He's got a Brock Lesnar then as well. Like, it's yeah. written in the stars for him to be that arrogant champ, turn up no. when he wants to. But he... Gordon's here, I can't do it. No, don't. Nobody wants to see for the win. Please stop that. <laughs> That's a bold neck. Um, yeah, no, the only problems I have with it is just that it, the matches are too indie for my taste. That's all. There's nothing wrong with that style. It's just not that I... not what i want to see i can't follow the tag matches i can't just tell me what what do of you the want nine to see? matches of the nine matches there was five tag matches mm. and like that's too much i i for me it's just it's not what i want to see i'm not here judging it critically or anything it's just more like eh, i wish you know i wish some things were different i'd like it i'm gonna sound like cornet lads i don't want to sound <laughs> but he's right okay he's right I liked selling and I liked I liked uh, Kip Sabian and Hangman because Hangman is great at selling it was cool mm-hmm. and also Kip Sabian might have sexually assaulted the Everton fan from NXT <laughs> <laughs> that's all good yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see where you're coming from with the tag matches you know you're not yeah. the only one to, to make that criticism oh yeah I, was, I would I was, make to that the point I, I would make to, to that know. is on, different sorry. companies you know to, mm-hmm. be, to their credit AEW has been consistent in how they've refereed since the beginning so fact I, I can't criticize them for that, but I can completely agree and see where people are coming from, especially when they've been brought up in the WWE world where things are enforced a little bit more or rules are evaded and respected a little bit more. or the, the boundaries haven't been tested as much, maybe, is probably the better way to say it. Whereas AEW, like you rightly said, is an indie company on an international scale. Where yeah, I, if you go to any OTT show, progress show, tag matches in there, are fucking all hell breaks loose kind of a scenario. That's the thing when you're at OTT or you're at or you're watching Ring of Honor or something. That's what you kind of expect. It's just trying to get used of the uh, the WWE style production with indie matches. Mm-hmm. It's a jarring thing. I just wish the refs would look away or be distracted. You could get around a lot of stuff by the ref getting uh, distracted. See, they, yeah, they just have le- it's like New Japan. They just the refs are lenient. You know, Red yeah. Red Shoes doesn't mm-hmm. call a lot at all. You could be oh, beating yeah. a chair, Red Shoes be like, it's fine, just come on, just give me a yeah. chair. I love yeah. how he, he puts his hands on his hip and goes and shakes his head going, yeah. now Jericho, <laughs> you can't be at that. <laughs> but that's the thing and Red Shoes is the perfect example in scenarios in New Japan where guys are fighting outside the ring and one of them does an evil bastard move and goes back into the ring to make a pin. Red Shoes like nah, not pinning you lad. Sorry, yeah. you're up to no good outside so no, go fuck yourself. And that's the way they're kind of developing it within AEW that referees are a character within the match as well whereas in WWE they're kind of an autonomous character where you're not supposed mm-hmm. to see or hear them even though you invariably do. So it's more, they're more part of the drama, more part of the story and 
and they've got a couple of good refs in AEW. To be fair, um, oh, he's my his name is Blank. What's Rick the ball Knox. guy's name? Not even Rick Knox. The other, the younger lad, uh, the guy who did Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan. Oh well, fuck that guy, Bryce Ren. Bryce Renberg. <laughs> That's the one. I love that man. He is a fantastic ref. Um, I need to see more of him in my life. Plus, the, the female ref is fantastic as well. Audrey, she Robert, is. Audrey, what she Audrey, call Audrey, herself? Girl, girl, girl Audrey something. Girl, girl Hebner, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what right. she calls herself. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, the, yeah. Speaking of production issues you mentioned, though, uh, the, the oh, end of gosh. the old pre-show there they had. <laughs> oh, man. So if anyone who didn't see it, um, somebody in the back turned closed captioning on. <laughs> so there was subtitles on, or, you know, or Fight TV or whoever calls it. It doesn't matter, but... Uh, they couldn't get rid of closed captioning and it was all these weird symbols that kept coming up for a good uh, like 10 minutes yeah, yeah for the easy, last 10 yeah. minutes of the show like pretty much it was bad it was pretty sure, pretty sure. but right. people only want to hear about one thing from this we'll talk about results and whatever Marvez Alex oh Marvez oh my god what a fucking oh why I want to shit down his throat and fucking tape <laughs> his mouth up so he can't get that shit back out he is the worst commentator i've heard in my entire life give me jbl over this cunt give me coachman over this cunt saxton that's how bad he is i'd take saxton any day of the week anyway i think saxton's quite good oh, sorry i'm not saxton um the lawyer oh lad. yes otunga jesus it'd be a toss-up but I'd, I'd probably take otunga based on diversity <laughs> <laughs> i would too yeah it's, it's not his gig you know it's it's not his background or whatever it doesn't doesn't suit him and it was so obvious from Fight for the Fallen to Fighter Fest when um, Golden Boy was there for Fighter Fest yeah. as the third man in the boot. Infinitely better than Marvez at and Fight he's for not a rest- like neither of them are wrestling commentators. But yeah, Golden Boy just did it so much better. Yeah, he's you know an esports need- commentator, isn't he? For Street Fighter tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he's an esports commentator. Yeah, yeah but he's not. If a we're going to have a third man on that boot, we need Steve's favorite New Japan commentator. <laughs> Chris Charlton, we need him there. But you watch. I agreed with you on that. I, I did you agree did. with you on this. Yeah. Now, Steve, you watched the show that uh, with Chris Charlton and Don Marnell. Yes. Now I have the, no. The two he, he was great. He, he was, was great. good. Yeah. I only my problem with it was he'd jump in when uh, Callis and uh, Kelly would be telling the story of the match, and he'd be like, "Well, in 1962, and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Dude, shut up." I don't know. Maybe it's just a third. I'm going to I'm going to write the slate clean with him. OK, to see where he goes next. Maybe it's the mm-hmm. third man thing. Maybe I'm just sick to death of three men. You know, that's what she said. But <laughs> of the three of the three man boots, like it's too many voices. And Marvez and Excalibur sound very similar. They do. What, they do. Now, well, whether they sound similar they're, they're, or they don't sound they're, like they're, JR. Yeah, their tone is different. Yeah. Their tone is the same. But obviously the, yeah. the, the shite that comes out of it is completely transparent. Yeah, I can't tell who's saying what until they finish the sentence. I'm like, oh, Marvez, because what he said was utterly fucking pointless. <laughs> do, you know, there, there is a reverse psychology in my, going on in my head is that they've got Marvez out there being so shit that it makes you appreciate JR even more. Possibly. Now, there is something I want to talk about. Is there a decision to be made on JR? There's some matches he hates. He's looking at those matches going, oh, God damn it. Go for the pin. Go for, why isn't he going for the pin? Where's yeah. the referee and all this sort of stuff? He's either ah. handling up very well or he's just, he's like, oh, these goddamn kids. No, I like it. Kids. I think he's telling stories that we don't hear from any other commentator. Like he's like at uh, Fighter Fest, he was calling out Nyla Rose for not going for the pin, that she was lazy. That's why she lost the match. 
you would never hear that sort of storytelling from anyone else. And I'm including Kevin Kelly in that as well. He just has the ability to, you know, understand what's happening in the ring and make it so that the people listening back home can understand an alternative point of view of what they're actually seeing. So they can make sense of something that wouldn't all necessarily make sense to uh, to a normal viewer. But uh, Spider uh, Fest rolls on. <laughs> oh. um, Shall we talk about Britt Baker? Yes. She uh, confused. Was, was she concussed one. or racist? <laughs> that concussion is a work. <laughs> if you actually watch it, watch it back, right? She makes the wrong tag first. And then she goes across the ring to tag in Riho, her actual her actual partner. But when Explain she's making it... For people who haven't seen it. Okay, so to set the scene, I'll paint you a picture with my words. Rhea, Rhea? No, not Rhea. Britt Baker and B Priestley were grappling in the middle of the ring on opposing teams, both ironically tagging with uh, Joshi Girl. One was Rio, and uh, the other one was Nakajima, I think her name was. So B was with Nakajima, Brit was with Rio. Collision happens. Both girls down in the middle of the ring. Brit's like, I gotta tag someone in. Jumps, tags. Wrong woman. Wrong corner. <laughs> to be fair... <laughs> the excuse there, the, that was given was it was two small Japanese girls wearing white. No. But they, but you still There's went to the wrong big corner. Big height difference. Rio yeah. is a better foot taller than Nakajima. But either that's the excuse that was given, right? But, but you still you went watch, to the wrong corner. And yes. then she, then effectively Nakajima was like, wrong corner, wrong corner. It was, it was almost audible that she was kind of telling her to get the fuck away. She jumps over then to tag in Rio and she looks like she actually whiplashes herself off the second rope. And if she did have a concussion in that match, giving her the benefit of doubt, it's quite possible she got it from tagging in the right partner after <laughs> tagging in the wrong partner originally. So the irony of her having a concussion in that match was being caused by her making a mistake in the first place. She hurt herself in her... It's computer. easy. Just send a text. That's all she had to do was send a text. Oh, mad days. Other than um, that, I, I quite enjoyed that match. I know it's yeah, not Joshi style is not for everyone. You, you sir, are the only person with a voice in a podcast that has anything positive to say about that match. Ah, uh, look, I'm, I'm not, t- I'm not telling you it's and going you to be up to the same quality of. <laughs> can it- I'm looking at it in context. I have oh, you, you, different you expectation levels for men and women's wrestling, especially in AEW, <gasps> where everything is unproven. Oh, Am I a sexist God. pig for saying that? You can go oh, fuck yourself. My God. <laughs> Are you saying that the skill levels are not the same fits you? Sexist, racist, homophobic prick. Well, to potentially spoil it on someone else, maybe later on. Why was Becky Lynch selling an end of days like she'd been shot out of a cannon? (laughs) Because the end of days is one of the most well-protected finishers in the industry. That's what I said. 24 hours later... People who have taken that move are well able to walk normally and function in the ring. Why she was, was Becky also Lynch beaten with a kendo stick for quite a while. So was Seth Rollins. He's not wrong, but... <laughs> I know, yeah. The, po- the point Still I made... you sexist monster. Yes. Oh, and side note, while we're talking about sexism and all that, let me double down on this. <gasps> Megan Rapinoe. Oh, no. What's he doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You you've obviously heard the name, right? Yes. She is the captain of the US women's national team who won the World Cup two weeks ago. 
mm-hmm. uh, at the ESPYs last week, I think it was, she was video recorded by presumably a TV company being asked for an autograph by a young boy to sign a little football he had. She took it, smiled, signed it, and handed it back to him without even paying him any attention. And the internet blew up. And obviously you've got white males giving out that she is a disgrace, an arrogant prick, wanker, all this sort of stuff. And you've everybody else who's saying, oh, you white men are only hating her because she's a lesbian and outspoken and progressive. Mm. No, you can't hate her because she's a lesbian. Oh, okay. You can't throw any sort of criticism at someone because they're a minority. I forgot about that. Goddamn society. That bitch! <laughs> oh, I, 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 I spent so much time scrolling through Twitter laughing my ass off at all these yeah. comments and, and arguments between people. It's like, no, you can hate someone because they're a douche, regardless of anything else they are. And I just thought it was so funny. And her fight yeah. for you know, equal pay for the women's team and all this sort of stuff. When I saw another article posted directly underneath it where the women's national team lost to Dallas FC under 15 boys team. And I thought, okay, if the if the if the best team in America, the national team in America of senior women can't in the world, beat a, in the world can't beat an under 15 boys club team. Get effect. You ugly, hate-filled man. Well, my selections this week have played right into your life. <laughs> <laughs> I can double down on these things. Anyway, where are we? Wrestling, yes. I I, I, uh, I think women's wrestling is good. Something about Brandy turning heel after her crying baby face promo uh, before the pay-per-view? What the fuck? Nick, do you want to take that one? Yeah, so she cheated to win. Basically, she she's tricked Ali. To, they made her think it was going to be the one on one. We're going to be fight for who's the best. And then immediately when she started, she brought out Kong to be in her corner. Which Kong though? Uh, the awesome variety. Which then later on brought out Azure Kong. So we're having Kong versus Kong. That's all out. It was, it was Kong a Kong off. Kong off. Oh, it'll be a tag match. Yeah, that's what it'll be. This hmm. was a. Straight out of the WWE playbook. Overly convoluted and unnecessary. And I will bow down to your wisdom in this one, Steve, uh, and completely agree that Brandy has fully adapted the role of Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yeah. Like, she, yeah. That, that, there was no need for that face promoting, did it? Last nope. Week. She was a heel all along, all along. She was the bad, she was the, the conniving yeah. one, trying to. Uh, set things behind each other, all the yeah. women's back, and then that yoke last week on YouTube. Just like, why, why yeah. is there a big face? And if you face? want to do that, like, there's yeah. ways and means of doing that by being a face to Ali, but the camera capturing the heel motives behind it, so you can still play that st- that that character, that story arc that you're telling, but in a much more obvious and less convoluted way that keeps the audience engaged. And you can also develop Brandy as a as a monster heel as well, but like there, there's no need for a female authority figure like that. It's what has driven so many people away from WWE over the last few years. Yeah, this is something they should be avoiding like the plague. But mm-hmm. any videos I've seen was always you know Brandy was like I wouldn't say she was smarmy, but she was always kind of like in character, obviously. Um, being you know she's the booker of the women or whatever and you know she's kind of slyly it was like what's the word I'm looking for smarmy 
yeah, sit smart me, but there's another phrase. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Always she had put stacked herself just above everyone else. And you knew she was being nice for the sake of it. Eventually yeah. the turn was going to happen. So as Nick said, what the hell was the point of that? I, I wanted to be a figure skater. Please feel sorry for me thing. And then you bring out fucking awesome Kong yeah, who interferes every two minutes. It? it made no like sense. A 10 minute promo on her failing as an ice skater. It's like unnecessary. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to give it any more airtime. Um, Fair dues. Did we skip anything there? Uh, oh, we didn't, no. Um, Dark Order defeated uh, Angelico Jack Evans and, of course, the boy and his dinosaur, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, who, <laughs> they're fantastic, lads. Oh, they're, this was my match of the night. Fantastic. Yeah, it's a great match. So this good. was my match of the night. This is tight team wrestling at its Worst. messiest. Let's carry on. <laughs> no, I, I mean I mean that in the nicest way. Like, if you it was fun want, though, it was fun. That's what I mean. You know, unadulterated fun. You like this is a match you will never get in WWE because they can't let their talent have fun. You know, everything well, has to be overly booked and overly structured. Don't have a dinosaur either, Fitz. <laughs> no. Well, they did when Brodus Clay was there. <laughs> that's true. Are, are oh, we allowed to talk yes. about him or is he the Funkasaurus? Yeah, I don't know. Has well, he been arrested yet? I don't know. I I can't keep uh, up with all these guys. Uh, Jeff was arrested. <laughs> that was um, a funny thing. Jeff Jeff was arrested for being drunk and disorderly in public on a beach yeah. on a Friday night. I was like, well, I said to you, like that's literally every Friday night in my entire teenage years. <laughs> how yeah. how drunk and disorderly do you have to be to get arrested for being drunk and disorderly? Though uh, you need to be famous and drunk and disorderly. Yeah. Maybe yeah, but he he must have been proper fucked if he got arrested though spending uh, night in cells guards or police wanting to make a name for themselves it, it's yeah. a massive problem over there uh, but this anyway. the, the match I, I was very impressed with the debut of the Dark Order they rightfully got a lot of shtick for their cameo appearances over the last couple of shows where they'd come in and go away and no proper explanation given as to who they were why they were there uh, obviously smarter fans like us who can appreciate that it, it was going to be built into a storyline so we're going we give it a little bit of time but if you're a casual fan watching the show and you see this sort of shit happen you're like what the fuck is this crap and tune out so this was the first kind of time we got introduced to the, to the two characters uh, was it Grayson and Eva Luno mm-hmm. was Grayson I think his name is yeah very impressed with him uh, that was my first time seeing him as a performer very very good Eva Luno was the tactician almost of the match breaking up a lot of pinfalls and submission attempts uh, Jack Evans is just fucking suicidal he definitely wants to to do damage to himself and Helico I really need to see him break out and have a singles match and lose that weird gear that he's wearing uh, the money that I paid for this show was worth it just to hear Justin Roberts introduced and Helico that was fantastic <laughs> And what, she, what can you say about Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, though? Luchasaurus is a star. He's like fantastic. He, he could justifiably be a singles main event star for this company. Yeah, and I think he will be. He is over AF. He's almost eventually, more over than Jungle Boy. Eventually, the dinosaur will turn on the boy. <gasps> oh, you don't need to do that. Don't be that evil bastard, man. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. He's going to chase him with his little, tiny little arms. Easy uh, there, Russo. <laughs> um, Adam Page and then Kip Sabian went to the final minute. Probably a bit long than it needed to be. Yeah. This is where Nick's point from earlier makes more sense. You know, 
I know you want to elevate Kip Sabian and make a star out of him in his own right, which this match accomplished, but at the expense of making Hangman Page look less stronger than he needed to be, because if he's fighting for the world title, he needs to be able to put away people a lot more... Um, lower down the card. Not even lower down the button. He needs to be able to do it in a, in a more dominant fashion, I suppose, yeah. is the way I was trying to say it. Yeah, well, they did do the thing where he attacked the knee and the knee buckled on him. So, you know, kind of Sabian looks smart there or whatever. And I can accept that as well. I think just a bit long. Give us another 15 yeah. minute time limits anymore. I don't know. At this stage in the night, uh, it's like, ugh. No, I have your 20 long. minutes, but 20 just minutes, have the yeah, match done quicker. Bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, then you had, <clears throat> excuse me, Lucha Bros defeating SCU. And they challenged the Bucks to a ladder mm-hmm. match. But what's on top of the ladder? Triple A titles. Oh, no. Yeah, it will be, but they need to tell you that. The commentators like, did. challenge you. Yeah, did they fuck? They said, yeah. I assume. The commentator said. He said, I want to challenge the Jung Books to a ladder match. And that was yeah. it. I'm like, okay, cool. And I was yeah. like, that'd be typical fucking AEW now. We're going to have a ladder match with nothing hanging off the fucking ladders. But I know it'll be the Triple A or whatever. But Tell me um, the same question for you. Yes. Did you watch this match in its entirety, or are you kind of breezing through notes? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it the reason I'm asking this is because there was a refereeing decision that I'm curious to get your opinion on. I must have missed that when I was skipping through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, context. The SEU were represented by uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky with uh, CD on the outside as a mentor role. Not too long into the match the Lucha Bros attack CD unprovoked to be fair and laid him out with a couple of moves then CD starts getting involved and starts hitting them back but didn't get the match disqualified and the referee sent him away it happened in the Lutasaurus match as well with Marco Stunt yeah what are your thoughts well that's that's a triple threat with no DQ so that's okay did they say that's that's the case because they, they, they threw Marco Stunt out. So I don't think that rule applies there. He got thrown out and then he wasn't thrown out and he did a spot over the rope. Who? So it's Marco Stunt. Yeah, he, he got he, thrown he, out the referee The referee threw him out. No, no, the ref threw him out first and then he stayed and he did a spot over the rope. That or it was Daniels. One of them did it. I'm pretty sure it was Marco Stunt though. Uh, well, did, Daniels did. But uh, I've decided that there's no, rule, there's no rules in tag team matches in AEW. So I, no, I but the, the point, point I was making is I liked the fact that the ref you know, made the decision that, you know, he didn't provoke or he didn't instigate the contact with the, the teams in the match. So he let that go. And I, I, I liked it. I, I was watching it and I said, geez, that must be a disqualification. So, and then as it played out and it panned out, the referee stopped him after he made the, the, the initial insertion to the match and then fucked him out of the, of the arena. I like it. It makes sense to me. And I wish the WWE would utilize that as well, to be fair. Yeah. Insertion. I know. I had to say it. Sorry. <laughs> I'll insert uh, you. Oh, that's for episode one hundred. Um, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega defeated Chima. Shima. Chima. 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 Kaima. Um, <laughs> who loves the Meteora? Was there a Meteora at this match? It might have been one. I, I don't know if there was. Uh, there was, was the official eight. count. Eight. Oh my god. <laughs> Loves an old Meteora does Kima. Uh, Especially that one off the stage while Kenny was sprawled on that... Uh, the, that the, tiny little table. What was that? Table, it was so yeah. strange. Oh, it was the timekeeper's table. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. 
That looked that like it terrible. hurt. That yeah, it hurt. It, does she work there? Yeah. Dasha bot. Dasha bot. Dasha bot. Dasha bot. My God. Fair play. Um, that was good. Uh, enjoyed it. A lot of meteoras, but um, it's good to see Kenny in singles matches. He got this diamond in the rough, and I feel like he should be doing more. But I know they're doing the Hangman and Jericho thing. I assume the third Jericho and Kenny match will be for the title, and Kenny beats him for the title. I assume that's where they're going. Yes, I'd say so. I have a funny feeling. I don't know how they're going to work it yet, but I think the title match at All Out will have, will not be a one-on-one match between Hangman and Jericho. I don't know why or how or what, but it feels like they're they're going to do something to that match to make it more relevant or more important. You've no more shows before, though, to set up, so you need to set it all up on YouTube. I, I don't know if you... You could do something on the night. Yeah. Uh, no, I want, the, I want the singles match. Give me some rules. Unless Pac beats his man matches where there's fucking high people jumping around the place and refs not calling. And I just <laughs> want to enjoy one or two of the matches on the nights. Give me that. That's all I want. Uh, I'm going to treat it like boxing events where I'm interested in the top of the card. And outside of that, couldn't give a fuck because I'll only make myself angry. <laughs> I'll only make myself angry trying to get rules out of this when it's not for that audience. I'm not that audience. Mm. So I think you like am I correct to say you probably liked the main event though Young Bucks versus the, the Rhodes I have not seen it because I heard Soup Solomonster and Fightful all say it was garbage that went really? on way too long yeah it went on long like it went over 30 minutes but that's their way of showcasing what a main event can be and how the time limits are extended for main events so Again, there, 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 there's a lot of moving parts in play from what I can see and my understanding of what's going on. That if every match is like a 15-minute match like they are in WWE, then you don't really get the feeling that main events can go longer. So yeah, this is yeah. a possible, like they had with Cody and Darby Allen at the last show that went to the time limit. This is their way of kind of extending and introducing casual fans or American fans who are not used to New Japan matches into longer frame matches and how to kind of react to them and get used to that sort of feel. So, yes, it went long for what it was, but I don't necessarily hate it for that either. I do intend on watching it. I just, um, when I heard everyone saying it was, you know, it went on a bit. I was like, eh, I haven't got time at the moment. Friday, I'm free Friday. I can't wait. I've done essentially two 14-hour days back-to-back, and now I have this, so that's another 14, 15-hour <laughs> day. And then tomorrow is this, is just a scorchingly hot date, so I can't do anything tomorrow night. <laughs> Probably. It's like, what's going on for your hot date? Probably just get classical and fall asleep, you know? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Kinky. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's done. That's how it's done when you're in the 30s fits. Get a takeaway right. and go and stay up after 10 o'clock. You know, just send a text. Risky, like after Risky. ten o'clock, like man. after ten o'clock, foil chips man. and pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you enjoyed it overall, anyway, lads. Yeah, I thought it was a decent show. We are Definitely. forty-three minutes in, so we have to move on. <laughs> it's like holy shit! I just looked at the time. But yeah, uh, what are we? Five weeks, four weeks out from all out. Uh, about five or six weeks speak of the hot date and she texts me with pictures of different restaurants huh oh i thought you were going to say something else there when you said pictures well hey well hey (laughs) stop she get in trouble for that sort of thing (laughs) um g1 fits you you left some notes there about g1 uh yeah so i my plan this year is to try keep on top of it as best i can rather than let it build up just like my hot date 
pew, pew, pew. Fuck that. I ain't keeping on top of that. Let her do all the work. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like, it's so easy to let it build up for a few days. Like, ah, it's only two days. I'll catch that up. Forgetting that each show is at least three hours long, including the tag matches. So you, you kind of briskly watch the tag matches so you can kind of keep up with the developments and the storylines that they bring into the inevitable singles matches the following night or the, the, the day after that. Uh, but four nights down, one in Dallas, three in Japan. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of wrestling. Uh, highlights so far is some surprises that you, like, like Jay White, Naito, Tanahashi, Zack Sabre Jr., Jeff Cobb, and Kota Ibushi have zero wins from their first two matches. And then on the flip side of that, you've got Lance Archer, John Moxley, Kajuka Okada, Tomohori Ishii, Juice Robinson, and Kenta, who are all two for two. And I just after noticing as I was looking at my phone, I was listening to you. Nick has just gone away. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh no, he's coming back now. He's still. He we're still in spoiler land, Nick. I know you can hear me. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. <laughs> Get me um, the beer. He's typing something to me here anyway. <laughs> I want some peanuts. I want some peanuts. I want some peanuts. <laughs> he hasn't muted. Uh, so yeah, that was that was weird. I nobody predicted that either those sets of guys would be winless or two for two. Lance Archer is the big surprise for me so far, but I think they're front loading his victories so that at the end of the tournament he's going to eat some dick. No, eat some losses. Uh, maybe dick. Who yeah. knows? Um, Will Osprey picked up a neck injury, but apparently has been given the green light to continue. So hopefully that will, won't impede him too much. Uh, a note has been put in here, I presume by Chris, that is, or by Steve, that his favorite commentator, Chris Charlton, on commentary is only there for translations now. So he has oh, toned think, down a lot. Gordo has put them in. Anything in red, I think, ah, is Gordo, because okay. I shared the document earlier today. Perfect. Um, so that's according to Meltzer, apparently, here, that that's the reason for it, that Kevin Kelly wasn't too happy that uh, Chris was coming in a little bit too much for his liking, which. You can look at it multiple different ways. Obviously, you can think that he might be a bit petty and that he's eaten up his airtime. Or the more innocent and logical solution is that three men boots are just too much anyway. And that if you have X amount of time for your play-by-play Kevin Kelly and you add in extra unnecessary shy talk, as you would say, for from Chris Charlton, then it just provides an overall poor experience for, for the listeners. So different ways of looking at it I'm very much enjoying the commentary obviously when you got Rocky Romero there it's always entertaining as fuck as well so yeah, I've done it's, cool. it's yeah it's it's the three man thing it's 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 unnecessary added stuff there's nothing wrong with him obviously everyone loves him um, yeah but it's just extra it's it, can we just you know what the point of difference AEW want to be you know the alternative go with two man boots or mm-hmm. fucking get Joey Styles let Joey Styles do it <laughs> yeah. I think he's burned JR, a lot of bridges though hasn't he uh, Ah, uh, not there. It's new, I suppose. But um, I, well, I don't want to go back to AEW. But I really don't think Jr. is going to last there. I think he, I think he could be used better in another way. I think he but was brought in on. to be. He was brought in to be the big name at launch to get people hooked in, and then slowly pass the yeah. the mantle over. The familiar to, voice when you're flicking through the channels, you see wrestling in here, Jr. You think, oh, I remember that. Exactly, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's it's like bringing a, an old hand back to a football club to to train up the young lads. You know, it's it makes sense. Oh, uh, <laughs> there we go. Um, 
what's your so, top five matches so far then Fitz so in no particular order and by god it was actually hard to narrow this down some of them stood out uh, straight away for for me Okada Tanahashi night one was just a wrestling clinic those two boys could yes, put, could wear blindfolds and it still put on a masterclass. God damn, what a match. Yes, sir. Uh, second I have here is Tetsuya Naito versus Toriyano from night two. <laughs> when you're doing your hey, I know the G1 is long and laborious, but here's my prediction. <laughs> here's what I think you should watch. Nobody thinks you're going to see a Yano match on those lists, but there we go. Yeah, this was a less than five minute classic Toriyano match. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't describe this, so literally just go watch it. Like It's probably up on the YouTubes or some illegal streaming sites that I definitely do not condone. <coughs> wink, wink. Uh, never heard of them. No, never heard of them. Uh, although then you've got a complete contrast in styles to that is Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb, which they literally went out there with the sole intention of trying to murder each other. Yes. And it was tasty, tasty murder. Very much appreciated. <laughs> uh, next up, Kenta and Tanahashi, just for the symbolism. And mainly because I like this, it was for the moment after the match. Um, obviously, I've said that Tanahashi is pointless so far. So, spoiler alert, Kenta wins. But after the match, Kenta goes and helps Tanahashi off the mat and tries to help him backstage because he's, he's trying to earn the respect of the New Japan legends in there. Uh, but Tanahashi pushes him away. And I thought that was a very, very interesting move there. And it, they kind of touched on it the following night again with um, with the tag matches that they were involved in, that he did let Kenta help him in after that match. So it, there's a long-term story being told here of Kenta earning the respect of the New Japan legends. Where this ends up, whether it ends up title matches or whatnot, he still has to face um, Kazuchika Okada. So that's going to be an interesting one to see how that pans out. Yeah, they've put him over Ibushi and Tana now. Yes. That's huge. Exactly. So he's he's been booked as strong as you could possibly book a man. And there's an interesting story being told with it as well. So that's very much one to watch. And lastly then from night four, I went for Juice Robinson and Hiroki Goto just a good slobber knocker of a fight Goto has trimmed up massively Juice is two for two he's one of the dark horses for this tournament I love him I love Juice Robinson especially in block B when uh, it's all to play for everyone assumes Okada is winning block A he's two for two it's a reasonable assumption to make he is the champ block B is wide open so someone can definitely come out of nowhere and take that Front runners for Block B at the minute is Juice and Ishii, both uh, two for two. Moxley is two for two, but not likely to 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 go all the way. To be fair, some good matches. Uh, uh, if you've seen other ones that you think are worthy on that list, definitely drop us a tweet. Let us know what you think. Yeah, um, as I said to you earlier, I was listening to the CBS Wrestling Podcast, which is excellent, by the way. Uh, State of Combat, as well as called, and they had Juice Robinson on the week before the Dallas card, and he mm-hmm. hyped up Ishii. So I'm thinking they're going to have Ishii the whole way towards the end of the block. But as soon as we when we stop talking about G1, we can get Nick back. But mm-hmm. um, no, I think Juice as well. In a in a world where there's not, yeah, you're good now, Nick. I don't know if you can see me, but um, in a world where there's not a lot of great talkers, you know, there's not like a a world of amazing promo guys. I think Juice mm. is up there with. I think he's in the top three best in the world and talkers yeah it's fantastic i love his promos yeah no he's he's endeared himself to so many fans for the way he carries himself 
and for the fact that he you know he went back to the dojos started literally at the bottom over in new japan and has earned the respect and earned the rights to to go up and be a part of of g1s and be in uh serious contention so mm. massive respect to that man nick is back now from his round the world travels i am it was it was experience <laughs> viking experience Uh, the other one then was Extreme Rules the feel good hit of the summer (laughs) sleeper hit Uh, it was it was actually decent it was quite good I enjoyed it I mean for a WWE pay-per-view where the matches all looked why am I watching this why do I care they were good Um, except you know you know my whole thing about the pre-show and how it doesn't matter (laughs) <laughs> they did they did something that matters because a title change so that kind of you know a lot of things in pre-show doesn't matter but Balor loses the Intercontinental title on the pre-show to Nakamura the first match on the pre-show not even the second one oh good god I didn't know about this until about two hours into the show I was like <laughs> talking to the lads on Chico I was like wait a minute did Balor lose the fucking title <laughs> it's like but apparently the story is that he's asked for two months off because clearly he has fallen madly in love with this reporter woman Yep. He's got a tattoo now, and now he's taking time off. What happened? What's up with Kathy Kelly? <gasps> Myself and Rory. What's Batters. going on? Myself and Rory were thinking, is she just a wagon? Like, Batters <laughs> having a crisis. This he is, is 105. Crisis. <laughs> he is. But if Baller is, what, 38 or 39 or something? He ain't no spring chicken anyway. Mm. And the fact that he looks like he's 21 is a different story. But <laughs> Yep, like, he is a prick. Yeah, and that there's a stat. Uh, Nakamura is now four four and zero over Balor slash Devitt on TV. So Extreme Rules, SmackDown, NXT, and New Japan Cup. Balor has never beaten them on TV. Mm. So that's an interesting one. Uh, Gulak retains over Nick. Ah, they say he, they'll say he's three and zero. Yeah, they won't bring up that dastardly New Japan Cup. Even though I don't know if you listened back to the show last week, Nick. Me and Fitz want that New Japan WWE partnership here. I think it's the best for everyone even though match quality wise it'd be better if it was with AEW but I think oh man the matchups you could get out of WWE versus New Japan oh Christ on it and if you want to know there's an article about it on uh, twobitsports.com yes <laughs> someone reposted it and we can say it was posted today and not about three years ago yeah what all the talking about is everything mentioned in it is from stuff that was happening three years ago you know, yeah exactly yeah. Really coincidental. we went back in time to say three years ago That's this gonna... happened yeah. <laughs> so, for some reason we thought about New Japan booking three years ago um, yeah Gulak retains over Nice I didn't see it I assume it was a fantastic match yeah it was decent it was it, right. it was it was one of the awkward ones because you know the way they don't like to wrestling during ad breaks, picture <laughs> picture and picture type thing, and you could audibly hear the ref as they were going, uh, say to them, "We're going picture and picture now." Oh God! Slow it down, boys. Yep. Uh, then of course you had uh, the revival retaining over the Usos. Just took it to my veins. They can't have a bad match. You skipped one there. Doesn't matter. It very much one. does. It very much. Fuck does. that. How did I skip what? it? Fuck that match. Who cares? What? It was a great match. A load of shite. You're a load of shite. <laughs> I just skipped it by accident. God. Your anyway, face. Revival of Nusos. Revival of Nusos is fantastic, as it always it is. Was. Roman and Taker opened the show, and they beat Shane and Drew McIntyre. Where's Taker that? Just took it up to my veins. Great. Yeah. Yeah, he's banished the. Uh, the fucking stench of that Goldberg match anyway 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, this he, was a really fun over. I really enjoyed this match. More than, yeah, a lot more good. than I thought I would. Yeah, yep. it was very good. And it was the right decision to put it on early because if you put that match in front of a, a tired crowd, you know, you could make the show shorter, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, You've got 10 matches crowd, on the main card. You need to fucking program that shit properly. Yeah, there's no need for long matches. There's no need for matches. They're going over 10 minutes in WWE unless it's the main event. There's no need for it. Yeah, Shorten be- the shows. Especially when the amount of video packages that they do and the backstage yeah. segments that they do, we've said it before. It is such a killer for the live audience. Who that's what if, I mean. The, if if you have a live crowd, live crowd there, and AEW are a very good example of um, of how to do that right from the get go, and New Japan as well. If you keep the crowd hot, you will have an atmosphere that will transfer all the way through to the wrestlers all the way through to the live audience at home and will infinitely make a good product feel great simple like a shave from harrys.com yep. if only we had that goddamn harry sponsor. need to get some sponsorships <laughs> man man I'll tell you I ha- I was week. I thought I'd have a fight oh, I thought I'd, next week I thought I'd a surprise I tried to get superhuman he will ah. not reply to me in his DMs he will not reply I just want to get him to introduce episode 100 but whoop, oh, he's whoop. an arsehole Clearly, he's big leaguing us. You know, <laughs> with his probably 100,000 Twitter followers or whatever. Uh, did you see he about act- the little guy, you know? He actually did an intro for Cultaholic this week for one of their um, WTF booms. But yeah, that's unacceptable. To be he fair, needs to read his DMs. We are bigger than Cultaholic. I need to see if he has an email address and I'm going to spam the fuck out of him. Just, I need you to, here's my number, just send me a WhatsApp voice note, I'll clean up the audio, it's fine. Although you can't understand what he's saying at the start anyway. <laughs> what is it? This superhuman, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what he says there. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is. Jigglos, jigglets. That part you know, but yeah. just before that, this one's from a jigglos and jigglets. Whoop, whoop. Don't try this at home. Anyway, enough about superhuman. You know, it is superhuman. Hey, Cesaro and that black, the spot with Alistair Black where he caught him. Oh, okay. Alistair Black goes for a meteora and he just catches him. Oh, Mental. that one. Yes. Mental. Catches him, um, throws him up in the air and hits an uppercut. Boom. Yeah. Uh, I sent the tweet out that night because that match was on just as so I was going to bed. It was like, if you are going to raid Area 51, all you'll find is Cesaro's apartment. It's as simple <laughs> as that. He's not human. No human being should be that strong. It's ridiculous. And after and you're that, like, oh, they help each other out with the throw part. Yeah, but he can't help him to catch him yeah. around his knees. <laughs> it's mental. He's Love also it. bionic because he took a knee right to the chin and a black mass full on to the jaw. Yeah. That man oh, literally he's... is superhuman. Yeah. You'll enjoy. We might as well just uh, we'll talk about what they did on SmackDown then, Fitz, seeing as you're, you're about to be spoiled anyway. Uh,. You saw the town... Oh, look at him taking it off. Are you actually going to oh, do that? He's actually oh, not going to do that. No. We had an old rematch, right, with them. You know, I don't know if you saw the end of the town hall. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, Cesaro makes... Uh, he wants another match. He wants another fight. They had another cracker. And it, they didn't 50-50 it. I was shocked. I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. Black won again. Yep. And the finish was black mass, obviously. But Cesaro, you could see him kind of moving the mouth guard or the gum shield out. And as soon as he hit him, he spat the gum shield. So just, and the, cam, the camera followed the gum shield. It was such a great shot. Fantastic. 
I'm going to need a Cesaro and Sheamus best of seven out of these guys here. Cesaro, <laughs> best of seven tournaments work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this was fantastic and worked the wait for Black, even though it took four years. Um, Bailey retains over Nikki and Alexa, and it makes no sense in match. No Sasha. Yeah. No I've got nothing here. Like, Although Bailey... Bailey was impressive. Oh, I am really, good. really liking this Bailey. This is the Bailey we should have got from Call Up. Yep. She doesn't need to change her, you know, fun, loving, child hugging persona that she has. She just needed to be a badass when she needed to be. Yep. You had Batman and the Joker with the boss and Bailey that time. Yep. Specifically the boss part. So I thought maybe it was all set up for uh, Sasha to come back there, but was alas, but maybe no. was that the plan originally? But because she broke her nose or whatever it was, yeah, over <laughs> she had a busted lip and broke her nose. Yeah, so they weren't they weren't going to pull her out on TV, I suppose. Uh, Braun Strowman once again beats Lashley. Lashley cannot beat Braun Strowman, so why are they still having matches? I don't know. Um, last that, man standing match. That got a, this is awesome chant. That that was entertaining. That was fun as hell. Yeah. Just yeah, kick the shit out of each other in the crowd and then the, he did the the power slam off the railing or whatever into the conveniently placed collection of cardboard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then broke good. through a wall. Oh, oh, he did the fucking Kool-Aid man thing at the end. <laughs> it was like, will he make the count? And then he burst through a wall. Also, Someone's I'd, back. I'd love to know how the referee was watching the two performers to see if they got to their feet considering he was watching <laughs> a blank wall. Exactly. Was he going to count them out what if nobody Kool Aided? If nobody did the Kool Aid through the wall, were they both too many counted out? Oh, yeah. Evidently, that was, that was the plan. Considering he was yeah. on the platform, looking down at them, sprawled in that area, <laughs> and decided, Nah, I have a better viewpoint if I go down here and look through this wall. Yep. Good, good man, John. Fucking Egypt. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, but his kid is the youngest ever WWE champion, so it's that all good. Kid can eat dick. There's no need for Maybe that. Maybe in a few years, a bit young, like. <laughs> it's his decision, whatever he wants to do with his life. Um, New Day win the SmackDown Tag Team titles over Brian and Rowan and Heavy Machinery. I didn't see that coming. No, no, none of us did. I think most of us picked Brian Rowan and Gordo picked Heavy Machinery. Mm. Like a fool. Nobody picked New Day. This was the one I was most torn on. I, I was 50 and 50 in this one between the New Day. And even on the pod last week, I was 50 50 in between the New Days. Fucking, I went conservative and went Champertain, but not not upset. I think it, it's interesting to see what happens next, and obviously that's something that you might spoil for me in the next few seconds. <laughs> well, how do you mean, as in out on SmackDown? Yes, I don't know what happened with them on SmackDown. I will get to it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, New Day are dripping in gold, because Kofi retained over Joe in Boo. nobody. I Joe is now, the stat is that Joe has lost eight straight world title matches he has been nakamura he has, he has. Now, they're still pushing him but still like he needs to win one at some point got no credibility yeah, yeah no two year he he's getting a bit bray wyatted here the eater of pins mm-hmm. um yeah eight straight title world title losses in two years that's a joke so kofi retained over joe and as we said eight straight world title loss he ko squashed dolph then yeah, it needed to be done. They, I mean, they're pushing KO. They're basically making him Austin. He needed to have the squash victory. Dolph can take the loss. He, that's what he does. Uh, 
I need to adjust latency here, so you might hear a little bit of this, a little bit of that, boom. So yeah, Dolph is just there to take losses. Yeah, that's what they're paying him the big bucks for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, oh no, I skipped one, AJ Styles beats the uh, Ricochet for the US title. Yes, Queen. So that's a thing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I just I'm didn't see it. The club's back together. It. The club. I'm surprised you didn't see this. I thought this was possibly the most obvious result of the night. Yeah, looking back, maybe, but I just thought maybe they'd keep it on Ricochet for a little while, but turns out he's kind of just transitional. Yeah. Get it on I thought, I thought the same. I figured they'd keep him on for a bit longer. I thought this mm. was going to end in a DQ or of some kind, and they'd probably have a rematch, which then AJ would take it, but I didn't think they were going to do it here. Yeah, the rumor is a ladder match at SummerSlam. Mm. For the US title. Multi-man? Yes, no. please. Oh, is it multi man? I think I think it's just AJ and Ricochet. That's the rumor. I want multi man ladder matches. Yeah. I need them in my life. And then you had Rollins and Becky uh retaining over Corbin and Lacey. Which wasn't the story Yay. at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. So that happened. But, the, but the was, of, what was the story, Steve? Well the finish of the match you had uh, Becky taking the the end of day not end of days, <gasps> called? End of days, yep, yes. Yeah. And she's taken out of the match. Rollins goes haywire, kills everything, and gets the pin. But then Brock's music hits fits. And mm-hmm. boom. So we're back here we are again six months ago. Lesnar is the US title or, or Universal Champion. Interestingly, <clears throat> this um this timeline almost mirrors October twenty seventeen. Go on. You've got Lesnar as champ. You have AJ Styles as US title champion. You've got the New Day as a SmackDown tag champs. You've got uh, Miz and Dolph Ziggler involved in a feud. Uh, and there was one other one I can't remember. Oh, what is this going to annoy me now? KO uh, and Shane. There's just. Yes, KO and Shane. That was exactly it in a feud. So you've got so many similarities from a time not too long in the past. You know, if you've got, if you want to repeat storylines, fine. You know, develop over time, new angles or whatnot. But they should not be overlapping in this quantity. Yeah, it's, it's mad. This, it's just stale. It's bad. It's just laziness. Bad. Pure laziness. Mm. Yep. I did have we... Brock cash in written in in my wild cards and took it out again. Oh, I hate when that happens. It yeah. sucks. Happened to me with a two things on the last pay-per-view as well. It's a sickener. But Nick, it wouldn't have made a difference because you're champ and new. Is this guy? Yeah, you won pretty convincingly this one, this one round. Yeah, yeah. You can eat all my dicks. That goddamn plate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's gone now, so that's good. Uh, you demand Square Garden announcement then Raw and Smackdown are taping at Madison Square Garden for the first time in 10 years in September can I bring back one point and I think it's very very important that we discuss this this is a serious issue that we need to discuss and it's something I'm very 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 upset about and it's possibly something that could transcend our wrestling into the alleged part of our conversation AIDS no 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 one wants AIDS the good AIDS or the bad AIDS Although the good AIDS is kind of fun, though. Um, why are we AIDS? not discussing more detail? And why is the public at large not discussing more detail? Becky Lynch getting hit by a move by a man. In the same match, 
that Lacey Evans takes a stick and batters Seth Rollins? Well, Why has I'm, one been talked about and the other not? As in there's not enough coverage of it, is it? Why is uh, all the coverage being directed at Becky taking a move from a man? Why is the coverage not equal in so far as that Seth Rollins got beaten up by a woman with a stick? To be and fair, on I Raw, haven't seen much of that, but carry on. And on Raw, the domestic abuse being carried out by Maria and poor Mike. Oh, baby! Yeah. Could you imagine yeah. if a man was saying all those things to a woman? There would be fucking women's rights groups up and down the country fucking giving out yeah. about it. They'd yes. be on Joe Duffy all day. <laughs> Yeah, they, it, there is a little double Sanders on that, but fuck it. I thought it was just That's cool to see Becky taking one of the finishers. They oh, wouldn't have done that for any of anybody else, though, because she's the man. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Becky's. The oh one. no, I loved it. It, it needed to happen, and I'm. I watched Cultaholics' uh, video they put up last week. Nine pitches for Extreme Rules is where they talk about what they want to see, and not what they think they'll see. And Ross made a great point that he wanted to see. Uh, a large aspect of intergender wrestling in that match and I think this was one of the points that he actually called out was that he wanted to see Becky take a move off Corbin it, it makes it sh- sense it, it shocked me I was like holy shit it's been a long time since I desperately sat up and went wow I can't believe they did that yeah it's but really it, funny it if we... you look at it again there's like a woman with grey hair that spots it coming ahead of time she's just oh, over yeah. the ring post and she just puts her hand to her mouth going oh my god are they going to do this but the place came unglued. Why are we surprised, though? It was so good. I'm not delighted they did but that. But only six months ago, we had Nia Jackson, the Men's Royal Rumble, taking moves off Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. But this is different, why, I suppose. Why? Well, it was in the Royal Rumble. You've had women in the Royal Rumble before, and they're always of the stronger, larger variety. That was the whole thing. Poor Beth. Stronger, larger woman. <laughs> he was a glamazon. Anyway. I, I will, I'll, I'll let you get away with that one uh, but no I, I think I, I don't want to see the shock value being publicised for this whole Becky thing I want it to be normalised a little bit and so far as you know it is combat sports you are in a match with another man and a woman as it happened why not these things happen so let's not overly sensationalise it normalise it to a degree and let's see if it's something that they can do more frequently it doesn't have to be a man beating a woman every time but in the heat of the moment like that yes these things can happen and it shouldn't be as shocking yeah not wrong with a bit of intergender wrestling look it's fine Ronda was tapping people out for months men all the yeah. security guards yeah. Triple H Kurt was it Kurt? somebody yeah. else Triple H attack Kurt with uh, yeah. something um, so you know that was there now WWE are always good at naming stuff to, you know to keep it buzzworthy you know keep it nice and short and to the point the raw cross brand all-star top 10 battle royale just now, rolls yeah, it, off it, the, it, the name changed about 20 times throughout the night depending as on did the it. participants <laughs> <laughs> oh god before we get into raw do you want to do something fun then god is not here to host his game show but nick said he's here at the stats has he got the stats though I got the stats. Oh. Hit the intro. It's time to play 52 Drama. And here's your host, Nicky. Oh. <laughs> oh, the crowd are going wild. They're going wild, Nick. Why is that man topless? 
<laughs> Which do you want to do first? Do you want to do the last week for this year? Oh, let them up. Let them the year for this year? Just bask. Hey, Oh, they're basking in your glow, like Keith Lee. Or Keith. <laughs> Keith Lee? Am I Back saying the right glory. name? In his glory. Yes, anyway. Oh, wait, it's glow, glow, like your one, Naomi. She makes you feel the glow. Jeez, the, crowd, the crowd went quiet. The crowd went quiet. She needs there, to get <laughs> fucked. I'm sure she does on a regular basis. Um, Nick, hit us with the 52 drop-off. Explain, okay, so. explain to the people what we're doing here. So 52 drop off is a little game where we challenge the guys to see how much uh, firstly from last week to this week if raw went up or down and then from raw this year to compare to raw last year how much it's gone down by because it's always going to be fucking down except maybe next week we'll see about that one uh so which we want to do first do i do last week's to this week's or last year's to this year's last year's to this year's okay so raw this time last year featured the main event was Bobby Lashley defeating Seth Rollins and Elias to van- advance in a match to determine Brock Lesnar's next challenger for the Universal Championship. <laughs> my life. And so also, Roman that was Ra- lo- also Roman Reigns defeating Finn Balor and Drew McIntyre to advance for the same thing. So they, they advanced to go face a match against each other to face Brock Lesnar. And Roman beat Lashley, I remember this. Yeah. Oh, so I imagine that wasn't a hot show. Remember you were talking about AIDS there a few minutes ago, Steve. This is <laughs> <Yeah>. raw AIDS. <laughs> so the title, the purpose of the game is for us to figure out what the drop-off was 52 weeks later. Yes. So what was that figure, Nick? So that figure was 2.87 million viewers. So all right. Ooh. We have to guess what this week's one was. Yeah. Now this was so the first official raw of the Heyman era. Officially, him. Yeah. So maybe there was a little bit of an early buzz to it, but I'm going to say a 400,000 drop off. So was that 2.4? Oh, sorry. Say 2.4. Yeah, 2.4. I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go 2.5. I think uh, think there's, there's a swarm of people coming back in hope more than expectation. Well, we think. Go on. (laughs) <laughs> so this week's Raw did 2.45 million viewers <laughs> uh, we 50 50 <laughs> now we did not there wasn't a, I don't think you did stats this last week so we don't know what last week's was offhand. what's the difference last week to this week was it higher or lower oh last week oh there was a go home show which are always terrible so I'd imagine it started off well and went off a cliff uh, I think it would have been higher. I'm going to go 2.5. I'm going to say this week's has a higher rating than last week's. I'm going to so, do the opposite. Okay, so one's up, say, one's down. I'm going to say 2.6 or something. Or 2.7. So you're saying it went down this so week? you're saying going down as well? No, I, yeah. we don't know what last week's was. That's, that but was we, you know what this, this week's, week's was. was. I don't know what this week's is. Oh, I do. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm confused by this game. It's gotten too complicated. You are so smart. S- I like the part where it was just 52 drop off. Now I'm into a whole new realm of nonsense. I don't know what's going on. Anyway. <laughs> Tell me okay. what happened. So yeah, we both think it was higher last week. Okay. Last week had less viewers. It went up this week. Last week was 2.35 million. Yeah. So it gained 100,000 viewers this week. 
bit of hockey over last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. New oh era. boy! The new, 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 new era. It's the new generation. New That's 52 drop-off for the next... The crossband battle what? royal, anyway. Filled okay. with people who had just lost. Who were fresh off a loss and they were back into a battle royal to determine the number one contender. So what also, Gordo had the stats, 60% of the entrants had lost their previous match in high-profile matches. Yep. So Corbin lost. Uh, Ray lost. Cesaro lost. Yeah. Uh, Seth had just lost. Lashley lost. I'm assuming Sammy lost his last match too. <laughs> Probably. Yep, six-man yeah. tag he lost. Yeah. Also, no one has pointed this out online that I've seen. This match, in its own right, broke the wildcard rule. <gasps> that precious, precious wildcard rule. I know. I think even continuity. Did, I think even now uh, the fans have given up as of yeah. WB. It's, there's no brand split anymore. It's gone. Oh, 100% it's gone. It's gone. RIP well, for now, for the only now. difference at the moment is if the nameplate when they come out is in blue or in red. Yeah. <laughs> or, or in Finn Balor's case, he gets a red and a blue one. When he was backstage promo, he had a red raw one, and then when he came out to the ring, he had a blue SmackDown one. Oh. They're even fifteen fifty in the fucking nameplates. <laughs> That's just perfect then. But to be fair, I think coming up to the, the October Fox deal, they're going to have to reestablish the brand split to a very large degree. So it'll be very interesting to see how they manage that. Will I give my line again that I've said nearly every week? The real, real brand split is when the USA Network and the Fox executives sit down and do the brand split with Vince. That's oh, yeah, when the real brand split's going to mm-hmm. be. But that was Corbin, yeah. Braun, Orton, Ray, Cesaro, Big E, Roman, Seth, Lashley and Sammy, who was originally Daniel Bryan, but they pulled him from the, the graphic. They posted a graphic oh. with Bryan and then they took him out and put Sammy in. Why? For, oh, Fitz, wait till you the announcement. You're spoiler free. Earth shattering. Mm. Huge. Bigly. I can hear the sincerity from all across the city. Do you know what the announcement was, Fitz? That he has gates. No, he walked out to the ring, decided not to talk, went back. Walked out to the ring, decided not to talk, went back. Then he came out again and left. Just dropped the mic. Drop dropped the mic and left. That was yeah. That's what it was. That was after New Day had offered him a uh, tag team title rematch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, I, boy. This was the big thing that was announced. Anyway. I'm so, so glad I did not stay up till 3 a.m. in the morning to watch that hot dumpster fire. But um, SmackDown obeyed the wildcard stipulation. They had two. There you go. Uh, Rollins. Anyway, this battle royal thing. Rollins wins after eliminating Reigns and Strowman at the same time. I believe. Or my notes are wrong. I, <laughs> um, oh, you're right. I yeah, was not happy with this. The match was... He won the match, basically, and the match was set up purely to avoid doing a official rematch. rematch. Yeah, that's exactly the reason why I hated it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, if you're going to make that match, just make it a rematch. Cut out this bullshit. Let's do something else a bit more creative with all these guys. I appreciate the effort of sticking to the no more rematches thing. That's I did like, but I don't want to see Rollins and fucking. I don't care. I don't want Rollins and Lesnar again. I don't care. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make this seem interesting for SummerSlam because we've like, seen it a hundred times. I was begging to see Orton versus Lesnar again. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Who would have thought that we still. wanted Randy Orton to win yeah. a match? Because he was right. fantastic in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then when he went out, everyone was like, okay, Strowman. Everyone was in the anyone but Rollins camp. Even Reigns. People wanted Reigns over Rollins. 
Yeah, you know I mean? who doesn't like, want to see Reigns come back and win the title back that he never lost? Yeah, I mean, good God. Literally anyone but uh, Rollins in that match. I would have taken a Lashley win over Rollins. Sorry, Gordo, I know that offends your new. people. At least it'd be <laughs> yeah. something new. Yeah, oh, man. I don't so care. Angry. It's like, oh, they're going to have to do a lot to make this seem interesting because we've seen it a hundred times. And now Lesnar and Seth have now cashed in on each other to win each other's titles. Yeah, but don't forget, only Rollins' one was okay. Just remember you know, that. What is it? Tell the tale. I can't, because it makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Rollins is pissed off that Lesnar cashed in in the way he did, despite Rollins cashing in the money in the bank on him at WrestleMania. Yeah. There is so many parallels to be drawn between their cash-ins that it's not even funny. How many times did Rollins threaten to cash in before he did? How many times did Lesnar threaten to cash in before he did? Who did they cash in on? It's the How? point of the briefcase to find yes. them at their weakest. Yeah. It, uh, why, the whole thing was with Edge. It was basically the ultimate opportunist at the time. Yeah. You know. Ah, oh, writing. It's too hard. Don't. It's too, too hard. hard. It's tough, like. Yeah, and if you want to be too hard, don't get Damn Bluetooth. Bluetooth. They won't sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> um, Natty, Naomi, Mella, and Alexa in a fake four-way match. Speaking of things that won't get oh, you hard, wow. the wrestling in this match will not get you hard. A four-segment match, which was going so poorly that you had every chance you can imagine, and they took an actual commercial break during the match, which they mm-hmm. no longer are allowed to do. So this was to face Becky at SummerSlam. No, we're going to do 24 minutes. Oh, this was bad. Yeah. This is very, very it's, bad. Like, fair enough. I, I applaud them for having the ingenuity to make it an elimination match to counteract the whole TV commercial break thing. And as Nick said, they didn't even utilize that properly. Yeah. But this needed to be a one and done seven minute match. Get the fuck out of the arena. Like You've got Natalia who is staler than fucking two month old American bread you've got Naomi who tried to commit attempted murder on Tamina Snuka poor phrasing uh, at the weekend at a house show allegedly you, you've got Carmella who doesn't look like the Carmella who debuted in WWE five years ago and who is meh in the ring and you've got Alexa who is one of the most charismatic characters in the company but is a basic enough wrestler she doesn't bump. This, this was never going to be, in any way, shape, or form, a good wrestling match to watch. So why the fuck are you stretching this over 24 minutes? If you're putting four of your women in a match, you've got four much better women to put in that match. 100%. Dan, give me Dana Brooke over Natty, Naomi, Armella. Natty's had her day in the sun. But the only reason that she won this match is because SummerSlam's in Toronto. Toronto. It's in Canada. Yeah. That's all it's about. Yeah. What they could have it, done is had, I know and I'm always against bringing the old timers back. They could have had Trish Stratus against Becky Lynch in Toronto. That could have been unbelievable. Yep. And you have next week to set up? Yep. Raw reunion. It's yep. right there. It's too hard, Nick. It's too hard. God damn it. But yeah, this deserved this is awful chance. It and I'm yeah. I'm normally critical of fans who boo matches, and especially after last week when the shit came up with the Bailey match, where there was 
cheers and fucking moaning going on when Bailey was in the ring with Sarah Logan. That was not warranted. That was not that was deserved. A good, that was a decent match. That was a very good match for, for what they could produce. This match was god-awful, and the fans rightfully gave it to them. Yeah. 24 minutes. Insane. You could have you could have made the Battle Royale longer. You could have done... You could have given... Oh, we're going to talk about it. I'll go to it now. You could have given Joe and Balor some of that time for the match they had. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor is in the Jose Club backstage uh, I'm not even talking about it why is Finn Balor he was there with who was it so with fucking uh, Jose and a couple Cedric was it Cedric and Street Profits just hanging around backstage You're like why is Finn Balor back there with these guys very strange but anyway it ended up in a match where it was like Balor and Joe yes Balor or Joe beats him in about 40 seconds yep. and then and then Balor beats the shit out of him after the match so nobody gets anything here. And Balor's music plays. What? What in the fuck happened there? This was purely just to set up what happened next. They didn't want you thinking but... about the match. But that's the thing. Yeah, they didn't want you thinking about the match. But that's what people wanted to think when you've got these two guys in the ring that put on absolute classics in NXT. Yeah, don't people are that. not stupid. Exactly. Don't tease, don't tease the bag. You'll get the mess. You know, that's if, <laughs> if he, oh Jesus, I'm getting weird visuals. Uh, <laughs> if if you wanted to have the the post match segment that Batter had, and I'll let you describe it in a minute, fine, put him in there against a jobber, put him in there against anyone else that could take it, and they would have been able to do it. But no, they 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 fucking shot the bag with this one. But this was all just the Ballard music hits and the music starts to fade a little bit. Lights are blinking and going a bit mad. The Fiend appears, Fitz. Sister Abigail on Ballard. Ballard's taken out. It's strobe lights, the laughter, and then boom, he's gone. Mm. It was good. And I, I, I actually asked the lads when we were watching this last night, I was like, is that really Bray? It doesn't look like him. He is trimmed and toned AF. So I'm really interested to see him in a wrestling match again. I'm enjoying the uh, Joker from Death of the Family mask. It's fantastic. That's oh, great. So Lisa's already decided she's making that mask for Halloween this year. Boom. There you go. Well, just buy the comic. It's right there. Well, we have, well, we have the, we have the we actual... Have oh, okay. We have the, the, the Death of the Family mask. Nice. <laughs> um, the mask is amazing. The gear. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Everything is perfect about this. I nearly, like I nearly closed the whole thing there by accident. What the fuck? <laughs> buffoon. Whew. Carry on. Everything about this Bray Wyatt persona and introduction to the universe over the last two months has been perfect. I would not change any aspect of it. And I am just so worried and petrified to see how they're going to fuck it up. Grand, we're going to get a uh, pub good Balor versus Sister Abigail again. It's fine. <sighs> there we go. That's how you fuck it up. <laughs> what? Uh, please don't fuck this up. This is so no. cool. Demon it's versus so the Fiend cool. is happening at SummerSlam. Demon yeah, versus but, the Fiend. But the Fiend has to win. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Balor start for two months. Exactly. You cannot have Balor or fucking Bray Wyatt losing again all the time. Can't do it nope. this time. But I think spent on this. I think Bray Wyatt is going to beat the man Finn Balor, probably. And I'm okay with that because if Balor's going away for two months, the demon is a well protected character. And I think if you're going to have him lose, 
the demon persona or the demon persona to lose a match. I want a longer term build. I want a longer term investment in it. And you could justifiably have him come back after his hiatus with the demon, get his 50-50 and go on and do whatever after that. I'm conflicted because I, I I both like that scenario where he comes back as a demon and goes like that or else he loses the demon at SummerSlam then he comes back into the bull, into the club when he comes <laughs> back. So there's two different ways to do it. I like the way he did that. Cody not Rhodes. Back into the bullet, uh, the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, yeah. I think there's a heel turn. I think it'll freshen Balor up a bit too, as well. I know he's super oh, over and he's very, one of the very few over baby faces that they have that gets a reaction, but yeah. I'm more, I, I'm more worried that they won't turn him heel because they've just turned AJ heel as well. Yeah. And they are arguably the two biggest baby faces and probably two biggest merch sellers as well that they have on the male roster. So I don't think they're going to turn both of them heel as much as I would absolutely love it to happen. It'll be down the line sometime, I'd say. Um, sorry, I'm yawning. I'm so tired. Um, do you know who is who is tired as well? Tired of losing his goddamn 24-7 title. It's Drake Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Fitz, Nick. It's amazing. I love oh, the 24-7 so title. It's so good. Who wants to paint yep. this picture? I'm not going to be pictures. No, no. you got this, Steve. <laughs> I don't want to say all these this, words. This is your, loud. this is your baby. This is your baby. <laughs> yeah, so they did the whole thing with Drake booking into his hotel because they've to finally consummate the marriage. <laughs> Key word: consummate for later. Um, he tips your man heavily. Whatever truth appears from behind the the totally, definitely, one hundred percent a hotel and not a bar down the road that they used to film this segment. Um, <laughs> He asked if they have a guest named Hornswoggle. <laughs> it's like lowercase h o r n swoggle. <laughs> uh, but anyways, he pays the guy anyways to get in. So we're in the room. Drake is ready to go. He <laughs> he's a robot. He takes it off and he's just wearing the twenty four seven title. That's all. And he's ready to go. But unfortunately, was it room service or something comes? Yeah, we'll yeah. do the champagne. They order champagne. Yes, and uh, Drake, he notices that one of the, or the guy bringing up the champagne was a ref, and he took off the jacket, and the ref's stripes are there. Drake is panicking, there's somebody here, there's somebody here, and he's flipping the bed, he's going bananas. Truth sneaks in behind him, crawls on the floor, goes for the roll-up. Two! (laughs) He's like, what am I going to do? Everyone get out of here. And then Truth runs at him with a crossbody onto the bed. (laughs) Wins the title, (laughs) but he got his baby back. And he, I hope y'all ain't constipated no more. <laughs> <laughs> I was in stitches. Genius. Oh, great. And so then Corey, Corey's simple. line coming out of it as well. Ah, yes. Poor Drake. I mean, that, that, it's not good for America. Did you see what Truth did to get it, though? I would have utilized the small package. Our, our... <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, switching gears, ladies and gentlemen. I want to... Oh, he, he would have utilized the small ready. package. Yeah, oh, Renee was corpsed and then you yeah. had Cole had to just kind of, he's so good at it, he can just deadpan stuff, but he did put his head down and laugh for a second. He did allow emotion to come out of his robot body. <laughs> <sighs> more 24-7, more often. Yep. Yeah. We're going to Comic-Con um, now, so that, the, oh, the clips from this is going to be great. Oh, dude, yeah, Fitz, you didn't see this. Uh, on no. SmackDown, Truth is hiding in a washing machine on SmackDown. <laughs> um, Mella said he needs, he needs a new hiding spot because people are going to figure it out Mella wants him to hide in a costume 
and they're going to Comic-Con. Oh, look at Toy look Veins. Toy How many title changes are you going to have at Comic-Con? I want all <laughs> of them there. Because they do a panel, don't they, at Comic-Con? Yeah. So the fucking half the roster is going to be there. Did I ever tell you the time that I went to Comic-Con? Go on. The actual San Diego Comic-Con. The biggest comic convention in the world. It's the one that's on this weekend. And me, not a comic book guy. No. So like, I know we're interrupting here, and this is going to be the allegedly part because it's a really funny story. So when I was doing my J1 in San Diego back in 2008, so 11 years ago, God, I'm getting old, I was working for a company called Elite Security, and it was the best job I ever Elite. had. Elite Security. It all <gasps> makes sense. It all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's Captain AEW. Damn, I've he's even on the got, payroll. I even kept the t-shirt from the job with Elite. You've been on the co-opted back. in your journalistic capacity, just like Meltzer. <laughs> Damn it, I am a filthy mark. Where's the money for this? I, I don't mind if you're co-opted. Get that money, son. <laughs> Where do you think I'm going to Chicago for? Um, ah. But this job had the perks of picking your own hours. So you don't work <laughs> unless I'll you... take zero, please. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get paid. That's the only problem. You, oh. work, you get paid what you work. So you That's ring them up on a Monday and you say, hey, I'm free to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What do you got for me? And they say, well, we got this, this, this. Perfect. Put me in for those. And that's how you that's how you work. So we were working up in the county fair in Del Mar, which is just a little bit outside San Diego. And it was hot AF, as you can imagine, standing around in fucking 30 degree heat all day, every day, going through fucking metal detectors and all this sort of shit. That finished up and my boss, Big John, comes over to me and says, hey, we're doing the convention in town next week. Do you want do you want to work it? And I was like, hell fucking yeah, I do. So it's double the pay. I was like, fucking great. I'll be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, five days. I'll make bank out of it. So I rocked up to the convention center. And to say this place is big is a complete understatement. It's like three croak parks length on length. That's how big this convention center is. It is fucking huge. And all you see is thousands upon thousands of people in cosplay, gear, dressed up everything and i'm like oh my god what am i getting myself in for wednesday grand just kind of roaming around being kind of event security kind of a thing thursday grand went out got blind drunk thursday night fell off a curb or did something i can't even remember what i did fucked up my ankle but i was booked into work to friday i was like fucking i gotta go to work on friday i'm getting 15 dollars an hour here i need this money like so i go into work go up to big john as like john I'm not fucking up my ankle uh, last night playing football. Uh, wink, wink. And um, I, I, you know, I can't do the roaming today. Roaming is just literally walking around to be seen kind of thing. He's like, no problem. I got a job for you. So he puts me at the back door. Like it's, it's like an episode of Father Ted where, he, where Ted tells Dougal, keep an eye on the corner flag. Make sure it doesn't get stolen. That, that kind of a gig. I was put at the back door of the convention center. And my job was to make sure no one comes in or out that door fucking great i had a chair and everything i was sitting down phone out chilling out doing nothing and then all of a sudden limousines start pulling up and i was like okay okay maybe i'm at the right back door here so i'm getting to see all the people coming in fucking mac Roning, the fucking writer of the simpsons comes <gasps> up holy like, shit fuck me stacy keebler comes in Gets out of a fucking Lincoln Navigator. (laughs) Legs for days. And I was like, oh, baby. 
then someone else gets out. Not, I don't recognize everyone because, again, I'm not a comic book guy. But someone else gets out of a car, sparks up a cigarette and smoking away while chatting to other people. Grand. They're doing their own thing. I'm doing my thing. Then Big John comes over to me after ladies. What the fuck you do, man? Like big, I'm not calling Big John. Ironically, this guy was about six foot ten, three hundred fifty pounds, and he could have you for breakfast. So I was like, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir." Kind of him. He was giving out to me that this guy was smoking in this kind of loading bay area as a fire hazard. Blah blah blah. I don't give a fuck if it's the president. You tell him to stop fucking smoking. Yes, sir. Totally, sir. We'll totally do that, sir. Five minutes later, a car rocks up. Out walks Kiefer Sutherland. It's the cast of uh, 24. I was like, oh, fuck me. This is so cool. Sparks up a cigarette. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I now have to go over, interrupt a conversation that Kiefer Sutherland's having with, I can only assume is his agent, manager, someone like that. Uh, Sorry, sir. You can't smoke here. No problem at all. Where can I go? And I was like, door over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk with Keeper Southern over, open the back door, and he's there right. holding the door open, having a cigarette, while his manager is just giving me the evils. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, I was pure mortified. And it's like, okay, you can come back in now or whatever. And he's like, thanks for that, man. It's like, no problem, man. That's sad. That kid, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> then like that, the whole the whole day was just that famous people coming in and out I was holding the door open for Simon Pegg all those sort of guys just in and out the entire time I could not believe I was getting paid to roll with the riches I have a deep deep seated hatred for Kiefer Sutherland that will never <laughs> leave me I hate wow. every fibre of my being I can't believe it's never come up before uh, David Hayter wow. is the voice David Hayter is the voice of Solid Snake slash Big Boss in Metal Gear Solid for some ungodly reason, they didn't want to have him in Metal Gear 5. And you have Kiefer Sutherland, who didn't even try to sound like the character. So wanted to make it his own, get fucked. And he <laughs> basically had very little lines because he wasn't around and they wanted him to be a quieter Solid Snake. So while this isn't Kiefer Sutherland's fault, I hate him and I hate him. I hate him. I hate the guy. <laughs> hope he dies. Wow. Metal Gear. Harsh. Harsh. No, I don't hope. Yeah, well, I do. I do hope he dies. I do. Wow. Yeah. Well, to be fair, his dad is still alive and he's like 120, so I don't think he's going to die anytime soon. Well, he's the man I hate for bringing this prick into the world then. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to bring the Mayo curse upon yourself again. Uh, I told you, we've it all solved. We've this all Ireland wrapped up, sorted, right? So basically, getting battered by Curry, wink, we were totally in that game, we just let them beat us, right? Eddie Murphy gif. And what that's going to lead to is Dublin are going to win their group in this stupid Super 8 thing that I don't see the point of. And then we'll have to play Dublin in the semi-final where we will get legitimately hockeyed. And then we don't have to lose another All-Ireland final. But how do you win the All-Ireland if you're not in the final? This is the thing. I'd rather not be in the final at the moment with the way we're playing than possibly risk another absolute baiting. So it's, it's all up in the air at the moment. (laughs) <laughs> all the so it's a long con Mayo for Sam 2020 we're playing long con and we're going to make it to the 50s of this gen- or this uh, century without it as well um, Jesus we're now we're 40 what happened oh, Smackdown 
one thing Smackdown. we have to talk about Smackdown was this town hall thing right but before he got to that he had three video packages in six minutes oh I went Wh- to play it while and it's not all there the, while all the wrestlers are standing on the ramp yeah so six yep. minutes of crowd looking at wrestlers just standing around and it was this cringe fest of grievances being aired Roman said told Shane to kiss his ass Charlotte think, thanked Shane and the McMahons and all this and then Liv calls her a phony asks if anything about her is real and I was like well that, that hit that hit a bone people on the crowd on the stage seemed to react to it mm-hmm. uh, Charlotte shuts her down going who are you I don't even know you that's quite cool now I missed the Buddy Murphy thing because my Sky Sports was having trouble at the time <laughs> so I missed what Bernie Murphy said <laughs> Buddy Murphy basically just sucked up to Shane a bit and Shane basically goes I like you we'll see what we can do with you we'll do some sort something out for you at some point so, he, yeah. effect- okay. he, cha- he effectively challenged Kevin Owens as well he said that he doesn't yeah. want his name being mentioned by Kevin Owens so we're going to see that match in the not too distant future by the looks of it um, then he starts calling people out Apollo Crews come out because Shane had mentioned him uh, he says that everybody agrees with Shane and then Andrade and Zelina step in so this set up a load of matches Kevin. everyone with- agrees with Kevin Kev, with Kevin, with Kevin. The exact opposite of what you just said. Yes. Yeah. I agree with whatever. Who cares? The <laughs> uh, Elias strums then and New Day stop him. And this goes on and on. I could list them all. But whatever. Grievances were aired, not really. Awkward, scripted promos. Bleh. But the yeah. stunner. <laughs> oh, tell the tale. So one of the video packages that was aired before this town hall was Kevin Owens arriving at SmackDown to be greeted by security and Shane McMahon, to which Shane decides that uh, Kevin deserves the night off and uh, that he you know needs to evaluate his thoughts and all this sorts of stuff. Kevin obviously isn't happy, decides to gate crash the town hall, come into the ring as Shane is wrapping things up. Kicks him to set up for the stunner, and Shane takes a fall when he should just wait for the stunner. It was so bad. It was. Bad. This was AIDS. This. Yeah. This was. How do you not know how to take a stunner? You've taken three in the last week. First, it's a McMahon thing. Man yeah. can't take stunners. <laughs> this was actually w- brilliant character work when you think about it. <laughs> Oh God! To Gordo said in the chat there was twenty five minutes uh, into SmackDown before the first bell. SmackDown, <laughs> you were meant to be the wrestling show, and that's the yeah. show that's only two hours long. Yeah, you don't have time for this nonsense. No. You don't have time for it. Uh, it you had uh, just so much going on, and then this was the Brian thing where Brian was supposed to make an announcement that he never actually made. And you're out in the ring and they're offering, you know, a match. Come out and come back here and win your titles back. This brought Elias, Orton, and Joe out to the Joe. stage. Uh, so the Joe wants a title match. Elias wants a title match. Randy wants a title match. But then Fitz, you love this part. I, I, I took one of them, but uh, the New Day had an idea. Are you suggesting a six-man tag team match player? And then they went on and on making player jokes about the tag match. It was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, set up a six-man tag. Shock horror. Was it uh, two out of three falls? No, it was not. I was expecting, I was expecting it. But what? It yeah. No, it was a fantastic match. Very, very good. good. Yeah. Very good match. Well worth watching. However, 
the pinning sequence fits is KO or not KO an RKO on Kofi Kingston the champion and and Orton gets the pin so you beat the champion you get the title Turn, turns out you don't <gasps> I was shocked too I lied to all the, this time what Corey, the why Corey why <laughs> I'm it's, going to tweet uh, my disgust at that so where does that leave us then uh, Kofi I don't know. Orton at SummerSlam looks yeah. like it the, the cell I made a note of the cell it was fantastic he didn't jump into it or he didn't fall from it Kofi just when he when Orton grabs his head he just kicks his leg backwards and face plants and doesn't move fucking brilliant the way it was done was so good how it should be taken yep Final yeah yeah so Sumo oh, that's a, that's another match I don't want to see Orton Kofi uh, at SummerSlam like this is I, I'm going to harp on to this point I don't I'm not excited about matches involving Kofi Kingston as champion and maybe that's a better way of phrasing it than what I've approached it in the previous weeks even his match with Joe with the build up they had and Joe's record wasn't excited it was inevitable that was going to happen hmm. with Orton I was like I don't even care how that's going to end up it's an Orton match with someone who is more athletic than him We've seen that repetitively over the last, what, 16 years? Yeah. I, I do find myself, I'm enjoying the Kofi title reign, though, because he's been kept strong until this week. Uh, but he has been booked very strong. But Oh, completely. I, If you take the character out of it, the booking for him, he's probably received better booking than anyone in the last five years in terms of his championship reign. For the length Maybe. as well. Maybe Jinder Mahal might be up there that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is a perfect scenario where you can have a multi-man championship match at SummerSlam. You know, with You're a multi-man match... Multi-man ladder matches. What did you want to fist? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want a ladder match. What match was it? It was a, it was a fatal five-way or fatal six-way Hell in a Cell match with like Undertaker, Rikishi, Rock, Austin and... Armageddon 2000. Yes. Yes, Angle. The, was the spot. Where he pushed oh, Rikishi off the top of the oh, cell into like a bunch of hay or something. Yeah, the sawdust. Yep. Yeah, sawdust. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I want. I want something like that. Just a fucking <laughs> like, mess. I want someone you off want the cage into a truck. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Just that's on, what you need. That's It's SummerSlam. Your... It's the biggest hit of the summer. It's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. You need something like that. It's the second most ultimate thrill ride. The, <laughs> the, the rumor going around is that Shane and KO is in a cage. You know, they have had a Hell in a Cell match before. They're going to be in a cage. It's just that the face and heel things, as Rian said in the chat earlier, are just reversed. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I don't care. If, if they're doing KO, that match at SummerSlam, I want a 60-second KO squash of him. That's the but only no, way I, I will accept that. That rumour about Shane winning the title hasn't gone away. So what if Shane beating oh, I, KO I, means I'm next in I, line? I think it has. I think that with the new guys coming in, there's no way they're going to be pushing Shane to the top of any card. They will be booking him out of stories as quickly as they possibly can. Probably. They have to. Yeah. Was this Bischoff's first show official? Allegedly. Well, okay, so it's not official then. Where's Heyman when you know what's Heyman? Well, he we'll find out. said it. <laughs> yeah, he did actually, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, the, the six-man tag was fantastic. Uh, more of the ad break stuff throughout the week. Not none on SmackDown, but two out of three. So I, I see some praise for the Iconics here in your notes, yes. Steve. <gasps> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's called you the segment is called watch What I told I you know. to watch last week. I cannot watch them have promos fits. Just wait till this thing is over. The Iconics, and then in, in brackets, no, really, I wrote this. <laughs> Asking Kyrie are having their title match finally for the women's tag titles and they come in and beat the high holy piss out of everyone that's in the ring uh, Billy Kay spills the outside and the ref starts to count and Peyton being a smart heel realises and drags Billy Kay off the, off the apron as she was trying to get back into the ring and they retain via chicken shit heel booking <sighs> I loved it I loved it they found out a way if they can't beat them in the ring they'll beat them other ways this is old school goodness mm-hmm. loved it Yeah, you don't not enough of it now, the only thing I'd say is why would Asuka, a decorated heel champion, spot this from going on and not try and stop the count? That was the only thing I took away from it a little bit. She's on camera just staring at it. Even but, taking out the chicken shit heel booking, even if they weren't heels, you're in a championship match where you can't win the belts by count out. So you yeah. should be going out and pushing them back into the ring anyway. Yeah, that was the only thing that was a bit, it just wasn't handled very well, but the idea I love championship mm. advantage or champion's advantage as they call it mm-hmm. so now that this is in canon I never want to see a heel try and perform a match ever again I want them running <laughs> into the crowd and, you know, <laughs> we're like what are you doing yeah I enjoyed that it's the first Iconics thing I've ever enjoyed you so we're fucking on need to trajectory. watch that promo from last week you fucking no, whore it has Iconics in, speaking into a microphone I'm good I am good for that thank you Enough of them. Plagues. Boo to you, sir. Boo to you. <sighs> They're notions. Doses. Um, I think that is probably all, really, unless... Does anyone have anything you to add? You haven't mentioned Ryder getting a win on TV in Long Island. Yeah, I forgot to get my uh, sound effect. I was going to get his old <laughs> intro to, uh, to Z True Long oh, Island story. radio. But even his, <laughs> uh, his cover song, things he used to do and everything were brilliant. But yeah, Zack Ryder gets a, uh, the woo-woo kid gets a singles win in Long Island. No, and you like never seen Var- until the yeah, there. I was going to say a lot of things were they're just impossible. Firstly, Ryder on TV. Secondly, Ryder in an actual match in a singles match. Thirdly, in his hometown getting a win. I mean, it's one of the greatest moments of all time. I think <laughs> I mean, against all the odds. He's been I in that company that what down. twelve years now. He's there a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, look, I've said it before, he, he has the work ethic. Anytime he's hasn't had any form, let me go to NXT or I'll start this TV show, which they took off him and ruined, absolutely ruined, yep. and never paid off the heel turn at the end of the episode, the last episode. He started wearing the leather jacket and he was being a dick. It never paid it off. Someone like got a little too close. <laughs> yeah, someone flew a little too close to the sun and had his wings clipped, mm. much like Kofi back in the day. Orton decided, nope. No, thank you. And if you look Shit back the on the booking of Kofi, they were definitely going to do something with him. They potentially going to win the title. They could bring that whole thing into the story they're doing now. I'm thinking so. And saying there was backstage politics to stop me from blah, blah, blah. Because mm. they jobbed Kofi out for months after that. Because he missed, because he fucked up a finish. He was yeah. supposed to stay down for the stop, for the punt or whatever they used to call it. But instead he got up an RK and they had to do an RKO finish. That was right. his crime. That was his crime. 
Or like it's a raw match, nobody cares. <laughs> like it's not the main event of fucking main. Uh, okay. So it had nothing That's to do with anything else that makes Kofi different than Randy. Okay. No, Orton put a put the kibosh on his pushes the story. Uh, okay. For messing up a raw match. I will say no more to save you the editing. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, boys. The big one hundred. And uh, we have Raw Reunion. Oh, it's kind of perfect, isn't it? Where it we can is. just completely not worry about taking notes. It's fantastic. <laughs> and if if you saw that Raw Reunion ad and you weren't the most excited to see D'Lo Brown come back, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> and Sid. Psycho Sid. Uh, what in the fuck? I love the one yeah. that laid out. was like, uh, Triple H, Stone Cold, Jake the Snake, Razor Ramon. Devon. <laughs> it's just weird. It's a Devon. Devon was the last name on that sequence. Yeah. Like, I love Devon. That's the one I love you stick him, in the middle. Was, yeah, it was. I you love went, the Dudley boys. I love Devon, but it was just strange just to see Devon. Delo. 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 Not Devon. Gordo was about to contention to get with Delo Brown. Oh, no. What did he do to him? The poor Gordo. We were at a TNA house show in Dublin. And. Uh, we That's saw Dino in the crowd uh, watching because he was an agent at the time watching the match. Scardo goes up and asked him if he could get a picture. He said, after the match, after the match. And he was nowhere to be seen after the match. Ooh. Was this the one in the point? No, this was the one in National Stadium. All right, okay. Because I was going to say me and Rory were at one there. Uh, very odd. Dudley boys had a table that they couldn't break. So they kept <laughs> having to find tables in the back and they could not break the thing. Main event mafia at the time. Anyway, uh, but yeah, one hundred. I was kicking around the idea of doing it Friday night. What do you think? I'm working at six a.m. the next morning. Either way, so uh, I'm good. Whatever. Oh, I'm good. Oh, whatever. Like. Oh, okay. Although I'm not sure what the story is. Nice. It's the tag finals next week, so I'm not sure if it's on the Thursday or the Friday yet. I'll okay. let you know. But it's definitely not the Wednesday, at least. Not the Wednesday. Anyway, no, I'll be a free to Wednesday. Likely yeah, it could be, free be to Friday. I'm not sure what that is, but yeah. It could be cool to do it Friday and then not have to worry about fucking cans work. Then again, Nick has to worry about work in the morning because he's up at either six, way. So. I have to worry about yeah, work either, either, either way. So, yeah. So cans. Let me know if he can do Friday. But yeah, cans, 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 much cans, much cans, cans. Yeah. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Seeing what we can come up with. Might have some special guests. Gordo's working Friday night. So Wednesday Perfect. It is. So we'll do for, we'll do uh, we'll do Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night it is, so seven thirty. If you're well live or not, it'll be out around half ten, eleven that night. And whatever can. time that is in America for a mostly American audience. Sorry. No can. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And then episode one oh one, the Steve List show. Hooray. Oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I told you, I told you weeks ago. You've weeks to prepare for this. So what? just send us on all the logins and all the things of how to actually do all that fucking sound. You don't need it. Just do it on Google. Do it on, do it on YouTube. Do it so on YouTube. We're, we're, we're taking a break that week? No, no, no. no, no Celebrate week 100. We're taking a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I can just set it all up and leave it running for you. But I don't want, I want a week where I don't have to watch the shows and take notes about them. Yeah, Gordo's right. We're going back to Hangouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've earned one. I've done 100. So I'm yeah, taking one. Fairness. Go for you can have, you can have half of one. You're the only person that hasn't missed one yet. So yeah, yeah. yeah we'll let you off. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, that so should be selfish. Good. So, so yeah, selfish. I'm, I'm an absolute arsehole the amount of work I have to do for this. <laughs> I need a week. It's it's everything. It's not even this part of it. This is the only fun part of it. The, it's the before and after. Good God. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. Way. <laughs> <laughs> I do have an intro. I might play it here afterwards. I'll just have to send over via drive. I've set one up. I want to see how it sounds, actually. See what you think of it before I use it. But until then... There's nothing else sad, is there? Uh, plugs, but Gordo isn't here. So Twitter, well done, Nick. Ah. You, stuff. Do Twitter with two bit wrestling and things. Internet, two bit sports.com. <laughs> we use websites. <laughs> SoundCloud, iTunes. Podcast is on things Stitcher. that you can listen to podcasts on. Podcast app, Google Podcasts. Podcast. All podcast. those. You're listening to it. You probably know how to find it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. It's like, you know, well, you're already here, so you know how to find it. So that's good. <laughs> Give uh, us likes and stars and whatever the things do to give us. Yeah, nice give us things. the all five stars, do that, do bicycles, helmets, and bicycles, and all that sort of stuff. Fuck, we need Gordo for that. <laughs> uh, say good night, oh. Good night, oh. Candy. Gordo's mammy. Uh,